This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. It's been a frigid day here at Trine University. Felt like single digits on my way to class this morning, but that will not stop us from getting you this episode a really good one as we're going to have Jacob Nelson come in and talk about hockey that happened over the weekend over the past two really good nights that were put on by the men's team and then a, a really upbeat weekend for the women's team. Then we're going to bring in John Kay, talk about basketball, and then we promise you a special interview. We're getting it to you as we have Tara Benovich stop in for an interview. So really good episode. But first, we got to go through our weekly rundown. Hit it. Women's basketball started out conference play with an 80-52 win over Adrian on Wednesday night. They then traveled to Calvin and came out with a 79-49 victory. They will host Olivet on Saturday. Women's track and field started their season on Friday in the Holiday Open and finished 15th. They then ran in the Toy Drive invite on Saturday. They will be at the Indiana Tech Strive for Greatness indoor meet on Friday. Congrats to Evie Boltemeyer on breaking the school record for the 5,000-meter and Haley Livingstone breaking the school record for 60-meter hurdles and the 60-meter dash, earning her MIAA Indoor Track Athlete of the Week. And congrats to Valerie Ober on earning MIAA Field Athlete of the Week. Women's ice hockey went on the road to Marion, Wisconsin for the weekend, tying the Sabres 2-2 on Friday and winning 4-1 on Saturday. They will now host the Sabres this Friday and Saturday. Women's wrestling will be in the Indiana Tech Open on Saturday. Synchronized skating participated in the Dr. Porter Synchronized Classic on Friday. ACHA D3 men's hockey traveled to Miami University for the weekend. They will host Purdue on Friday and then travel to Purdue Northwest on Saturday. Men's track and field started their season as well and ran in the in, ran the Holiday Open on Friday and in the Toy Drive Invite on Saturday. They will also be in the Indiana Tech Strive for Greatness indoor meet on Friday. ACHA D2 men's hockey traveled to Michigan State on Friday and hosted them on Saturday. Men's ice hockey hosted Marion, Wisconsin over weekend and won 6-3 on Friday on Pack the House night and then won 4-3 on Saturday on Hockey Fights Cancer night. They will be at Aurora Friday and Saturday. Men's wrestling finished ninth in the Ohio Northern Invitational. They will be at Ansia this thir- on Thursday. Men's basketball will square off against Heidelberg on Wednesday in the MTI Center. They will then play Wisconsin lacrosse on Saturday in the first game of a men's and women's doubleheader in the MTI Center. All right, let's bring in, as always, Jacob Nelson, talk about hockey. Hockey expert saved me on Friday bringing out the Excel spreadsheet stats for the men's game. Appreciate you on that. Um Let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's start with the men's pack the house night was insane. That that was, I I, I don't even, the crowd was insane. I can't believe Steve fumbled the bag with the, with the goal, (laughs) the competition. Steve's listening. We're all disappointed. (laughs) He had had a whole student section going for him. He did. I was, I think next time we'll switch aside so that they're shooting towards the Zamboni door so the student section's right there. I was going to say, because everyone was... That, that was awesome they were hearing the students' chance for, yeah. for that. So, let's get into the game. Unbelievable just how Trine pulled out a win on this. It, Especially it in the fashion game. they did. It was a crazy game. First 40 minutes, we absolutely dominated them. Shots were 45 to 14. It it was crazy. The first period was crazy. There were five goals, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or that was Saturday. I'm sorry. Oh. But it was still a crazy game. Like, it was an awesome game. Being able to set up the event was insane, and watching everybody come together to do, be at the game was amazing. Bro, shout out to your class, especially because that was insane. It was an amazing atmosphere. The players that I've talked to loved it. It was amazing that they they enjoyed the fact that it got so loud. Yeah. When we were able to get 
songs for the students to participate in. Uh, I'm sure you heard a few of those. A few, yeah. <laughs> the, the guys loved that. So it was a big game for everybody involved, for the, from the fans to the players to the coaches. Everyone involved did a great job. Yeah, that, what a game. Just how we were down, like, th- was it three to two, I think? Or we were tied at two. We were tied at two at one point. And then we scored two goals within, like, 30 seconds of each yep. other. <laughs> we just blew it out. At Got that an point. Empty, empty netter with about a minute, minute and a half left. Yeah. And then we scored another one with, like, 30 seconds left. The students and, oh, my God, everybody went crazy. It was awesome. Just, that's, literally will not forget that. Just, no. the atmosphere was insane. And also, shout out to uh, Marion's goalie in that, yeah. on Friday night. He was insane. Yeah, 52 saves that game. So, he had like 40 in the first two periods. Yep. And I was like. He, he played out of his mind. He gave up five goals, but he still played out of his mind. Yeah. Like, I I can't give him enough props for sticking with it. Yeah, and just, he was so good, and it was so frustrating because the amount of opportunities you that we had in the power play, yep. just couldn't get it just because, was it Muse? That was, yep, Muse. Muse, he was just so good and level-headed yep nothing mattered at that point our power play went 0 for 8 which if that tells you anything about how good the, their goalies played like it wasn't for lack of chances that's first right. off it wasn't for lack of chances that our power play went 0 for 8 yeah we had our chances their goalies just stood out stood on their heads yeah and there were points where it was just it was just like right there and you think oh that's easy shot and then just out of nowhere they would just yep. shift and get it it was, it was a crazy game on every aspect of the game. Yeah, and and I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Frank Trezera. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he got a player of the game in that game just because we scored that last goal to take the lead. Yep. And he was just a monster out there. Yeah. Frank was a beast this weekend. Yeah. In both games. And Saturday he had uh, assists that... Me and Duffy, the SID here, both felt uh, to give him the first star of the game because it was all him. He beat the icing out down up, down on yep. our right-hand side during the Zamboni doors. Puck protected, waited for help, got the puck in front. So that was nice. It, it was a great play. I, It was a perfect play. There's no other way to describe it. It was a perfect play. Yeah, like every, the way everything came together, I was like, Wow. Yep. Because it was something you just didn't see in Friday. You just yeah. never really saw something like that happen. Yeah. It was a lot more team stuff on Friday, I feel like. Yeah. And then Saturday, I'd, it was a lot of individual efforts, I think, but it worked out. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, they're going to be at Aurora for Friday and Saturday. Yep. What's the matchup looking like there? So Aurora's coming off their only loss of the season, their last game, to Lawrence. They've been outscoring opponents 49 to 17, out shooting opponents on average 48 to 22. They're pretty much dominating their opponents right now. Uh, they were ranked eighth in the USCHO rankings last week. 98% PK, 30% power play. Uh, 40% of all of their goals have came on the power play. Wow. Uh, they're not, like 19 for 49 or something like that. And then their starting goalie has a 9.37 save percentage, which to put in perspective for an NHL goalie, that would make them tied for second place in the entire league. Oh, my gosh. So they're, they're a really good team. It's not going to be an easy task for our men, but it'll be a great game. So I'm expecting a good game there because, you know, men's hockey finally getting recognition, getting votes. Yep. We received two votes in the last poll. Along uh, Uclair, Wisconsin Uclair got a, two votes also, and then uh, Bethel got a few votes. I'm super excited for this because John and I talked about on the broadcast, even just in like how it, the two Adrian games played out compared to last year, it's a huge improvement. Oh, yeah. This they, is a completely different team than your teams we've seen in the past. Right. Like, 
these teams are this team that we have here is competing with Adrian, who's now ranked second in USCHO and getting five first place votes. Like we're competing with everybody. And that's really cool to see that we're finally able to compete and we're starting to get recognition for it. Yeah, it's so great. And um I I still I'm still speechless from Friday. But uh let's go ahead and go to the women's where we're looking up after this weekend. Definitely looking up after this weekend. It it was a great weekend for the women. Uh one we won both games. One was in a shootout, so it technically it goes down as a tie. Mm-hmm. But we get the extra point for standings, which is really cool to see. Tying goal with 18 seconds left. That's huge. Uh, Boast with four saves in overtime. That's incredible. You got to be really calm in overtime. It's it's going to be the most stressful moment. Yeah, it really is. Probably in all of sports. Yeah, I would say being being in overtime and a goalie. It's definitely one of the most stressful things that you can come across in all of sports. Yeah. I don't care what sport you're playing, any position you're playing. If you're a goalie in overtime, that game is on you. Yeah. And that's that's the last line. Yeah. If you don't make a save, you guys lose. Because the spotlight may not 100% be on you because, you know, the person's shooting. Yeah. But once the puck is gone, you're all that everyone's looking at. Yep. You got all the eyes on you, and it can be stressful, but she stayed strong, made four of those saves, and that's impressive. Yeah, just unbelievable. And then ended up winning 4-1 to one on Saturday. Huge comeback. Great game. Uh, very even game. Very even weekend. Shots were perfectly even at 55 each. Like, it was a completely even weekend. We just were just able to make the most out of our chances and finish. I'd say that's good to see because just how the way the season's gone, nothing's really gone our way like that. But yep. it's nice to see, even though they we're shooting the same, we're able to hit on more. Yep. That was definitely something that we needed to do was keep everything, what we were doing, and just start finishing the puck more. Right. And then uh, got some got some rematches this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, another two game against Marion. I uh, think we need to stick with what worked last weekend. Yeah. And then per- we were perfect on the PK. We just need to improve the power play a little bit more and maybe get the little bit goal differential a little bit higher. And that would be great to see. Just keep it going. Start 2-2, then 4-1. Let's see a shutout and then a yep. huge shutout. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah, that would be really great. Um, with that, uh, do we have anything else? Nope, I think they covered it all. All right, so uh, we will be here next week, finish out the semester, and uh, we will send you on your way for winter break. Oh, yeah. And now, of course, as always, only got a couple more weeks with you here. Let's bring in John Kay, talk about basketball. Kind of a slow week. Men did not play, but they have two very good games coming up this week. But let's go ahead and talk about the women's team Wednesday night, December 1st. Just taking down Adrian easily, eighty to fifty-two. Something that we kind of expected because Adrian was had won the past ten. No, sorry, trying to won the past ten matchups, and Adrian really only having one really good score. Just all around good game. Yeah, um, I mean, defense, defense, defense. That's what <laughs> is going to be talked about all year long, even after I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, this. Every time, every time you watch these ladies play, they amaze you on the defensive end with just their tenacity and um, I forgot the other word I was gonna say, but uh, it's just tenacity and IQ. There we go. Oh yeah, they just, you know, they are very well versed on the defensive end, and you know what they say, Drew, defense wins you championships. Absolutely, and just so good on defense. They read everything so well. Like, it's unbelievable. It's like, I don't, I assume some of them go to class. I hope they all do. But it's just like, a lot of them seem like they're studying a ton of film. Uh, and I, you can tell. I bet they go to, I bet they go to class. Good team GPA usually from yeah, a basketball team. But that is true. Their GPA is insane. Yeah, that they, 
they do their due diligence and you really see it pay off when they're basically running plays for the other team before the other team runs <laughs> yeah. the play. So, um, yeah, shout out to the, the scouting department and the coaches and the players because the players have to make it happen. Yeah, just overall just incredible program there. Uh, big scores on day, Kelsey Taylor and Rachel Stewart both tying lead the team with 11, and then Sam Underhill with 10 off the bench as well as Rachel with 11 off the bench. Just we talk about all the time how – this second and third unit that they use is just unbelievable. And I mean, their first unit's good enough, but then it's, it just seems unfair at this point. Yeah. I mean, you get, I think you said it last week, you wrote, you start the game with five and then you rotate in five more starters off yeah. the bench and that's yeah, tough to compete with. And you look at players like Rachel Stewart and Sam Underhill, uh, Kaylee Argyle and Alyssa Argyle. I mean, those easily, those girls start anywhere else in the MIAA and yeah. are bright stars for their team. But they do such a good job of staying within the team scope and winning lots of basketball games. Yeah, it's just can't get over how good this team is. And also, uh, hope shout out to Alyssa Argyle. She got, she got the win taken out of her. They're about the second quarter. Made sure that she was okay. So and she ended up playing on Saturday. So yeah, that was a there. that was a hard hit. That was down at the end where I was working camera. That yeah. was yeah, that was that was a tough hit to take. And then her sister goes, "Get up!" <laughs> <laughs> that might have been that might have just it was just so like in the moment, like you could see she's visibly in pain. And yeah, Kaylee's like, "Come on, we got we got a job to do. Get up!" And it's just you know getting up and doing the job. So glad she's okay. That was, there was a lot of hard hits in that game. Oh man. That one, the one Adrian girl uh, tripped on her way to the basket and ran into Kelsey Taylor's knee. And yeah, that, that was not pretty. I, that could have been bad on both sides. Yeah. And then uh, I cannot remember the Adrian player at the end of the game. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have a, I didn't have a roster. I yeah. was working camera today or that day. I, I just seriously can't remember, but uh, hit her head pretty bad. Hopefully she's doing, Okay, we're yeah. Injuries suck, and we hate them. Yeah, and there was like five seconds left in the game. You're like, oh man. Yeah, that's just such a bad spot to. I mean, that's just a bad time of the game to get an injury. Obviously, five seconds left. You're almost home free. Yeah, just need a nice bath. But yeah, that was uh. That was a really scary hit. Yeah, and it was loud too. That like echoed, oh yeah echoed around MTI. So definitely glad she's okay. Yeah, and then uh, just our things from that game. Uh, Thunder taking 74 shots from the field. <laughs> I did not notice that in the original stats. That's 800 offensive rebounds, it felt like. Yeah, just, and just so many second chances. Seemed to be a little just trying to rush it on the layups, which, you know, that's what happens. It's the first game in conference. I mean, you get your blood pumping and all that. But 74 shots. I seriously did not see that before. Yeah, 22 offensive boards, which is... Again, just an astronomical number. Yeah, and it's great effort. Great effort on the offensive glass. And that's something, again, obviously you see that number in the shot attempts with there being 74. Yeah. Like you don't get that high without a ton of rebounds. And also, another big thing only two players to play did not uh, score. So overall, just great. Just. Awesome distribution of the ball, and we talk about this all the time. Yeah, everybody everybody scores, it seems like. And you don't have to have anybody go for a crazy big night to win, which, again, a testament to the great defense, but also the teamness, I guess. is. <laughs> can't think of any other words, so I'll make one up. It might not be a word, but right. the team, like the togetherness of this team, everybody pitches in, and they get the job done. And it, you know. And they do it. In, they don't do it by little margins. They do it big time. Yeah, like we talked about this before. You make one mistake, you can kind of get back into it. But once you make like two or three, you're basically done at that point. You can only keep it close. And now let's move on to the trying at Calvin, winning also easily seventy nine forty nine on the road. Just great scoring, and finally. A game where we have solid three-point shooting. 
Yeah, and I think that's really the one thing this team has been missing is the three-point shooting. Um, there's only been one other game where they've shot it decently from three, and that was... Oh, of course, of uh, Denison, course, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I was gonna say, of course. Now I'm gonna blank on it. Now that I'm sitting here and ready to talk about it, but they shot 38 and a half percent from deep. Yeah, it was Denison. Thank you, Drew. Shot 38 and a half percent from deep in that game, and that's you know that's a pretty good mark. But really, just there's been a lid on the basket from mm. behind the arc, and when they go to play a team like Hope, which we'll talk about next week, you can't have those struggles so it's good to see them shoot the ball well against calvin hopefully that carries over into the olivet game saturday night yep. i almost said tomorrow night but it's it is saturday the saturday game yep um yeah just that's the that's the one thing that's really i felt like has been missing watching them play is the three-point shooting I think they get it done in so many other facets but when you're when you're that good, sometimes you can afford to struggle in one area. But yeah. once you go up against, you know, a team like a Hope, that's when that weakness will be exploited. And if they cannot make it a weakness, obviously it's a much harder right. to exploit. And it's something we always talk about with Nick Bowman when we interviewed him, saying like, "Hey, their defense is good enough where that's going to help them alone. You can get the offensive stuff to come in later. The offense has been good for the women's team. It's just that, like you said, there's just a lid on the rim, but from behind the arc." And just, fi- I'm so glad to see it. Like, I think I tweeted, I was like, just finally a good game from three. That's all I wanted throughout the year. Big scores in the game. Tara Benovich, 17. Kale Wildman with 11. Mikhail Artis off the bench with 11. And Rachel Stewart off the bench with 12. And just, over again, just a ton of production just all over the bench. Like, we cannot, we can't just stop, stop talking about it. Right, and again, defense wins you championships but you have to have a solid bench you can't you can't go from such a high having the starters out on the court to bringing the bench in and they're just being nothing we've seen plenty of great teams that have had amazing starting fives but then they get to the bench and everybody's just kind of passing the ball around and they don't mm-hmm. know what to do yep so yeah i mean you really can't under understate how good the bench is for this team and how much it helps when it comes to the success of the team. Then we got 12 steals on a game. Uh, Benovich, Wildman, and Alyssa Argyle each having two. The rest are pretty spread out. 17 assists, 36 rebounds with 13 being offensive. Uh, not as much of a high mark as it was against Adrian, but you love to see offensive rebounds, especially in double digits. Yeah, and again, that's just good job of crashing the boards. And coming up with the ball, I mean, this team is just relentless going after it. So, again, just another one of those things that makes them so, so dangerous. And then uh, also, again, another injury. Sophie Slonker had – I didn't really see what happened, but the way she was sitting on the floor, I thought it was an ankle, but then the announcers were saying that it was a shoulder. Then I saw that they were working on the shoulder, but she got back in the game. Just, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but it looked kind of rough there in the beginning. But then after, just shake it off and fine. Yeah, and point. again, that's something that could derail a season. You yeah. know, lose somebody important to an injury. So it, it, that's where you kind of get the luck aspect of the good teams of staying healthy. So hopefully, that's a that's another trend that the Thunder can continue going forward this year. Yeah, especially since Slonker is now, Sophie's now entered the starting lineup. She has been the past couple games, and she's been doing a lot, especially when she came off the bench early in the season, did a lot. Uh, let's move on to the, like we mentioned, Saturday game, second half of a doubleheader with men's and women's in the MTI Center. We got all of it, which last time we played was uh, interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it was... That was a fun one. Yeah. That was definitely a fun game. Last time out against Olivet. Just again, I'm one of those one of those teams that I think with the conference being really, really top heavy between us, Hope, and Calvin when they're on. It's one of those teams that's just kind of stuck in the middle because yeah. when you know you're getting offers from MIAA teams to, hey, come play for us, you know. 
we can do a lot of good for you. You want to go to the best team, and yeah. all of that, I think, kind of gets lost in the shuffle there. Team unfortunate that, circumstances. Yeah, unfortunate circumstances. But a team that could be, could be better, but all the, you know, all the talent <laughs> kind of pools in a couple of areas. Yeah. Of course, we saw a huge game from Sophia Craig last year coming off the bench. 24? Like, is it 24? I think so, hitting six or seven threes. 800 threes, it felt like. To beat the MIAA tournament record. Every time she shot the ball in that game, I was convinced it was going in. As soon as the ball hit her hands, it was just like, just shoot yeah. the ball. Don't even, don't even think about passing at this point. Yeah, just, and you could even see the bench. They were go, saying the exact same thing. Go just for, shoot it. Go for 100. Let's go for it. It was... That was a special performance, and one, obviously, you don't get a chance to see every day because, like we talked about, this team's so well-balanced that every once in a while you'll see somebody have a big night scoring, but usually, you know, like Tara, had a big night scoring, 17 mm-hmm. points. It's a good night, but we're not going to see it very often. Right. Even though definitely has the ability to do that. Oh, absolutely. Night in and night out. But, yeah, that was just one of those games where – it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I wish I was there. Really I mean, they held they held all of that to twenty one percent shooting. And obviously you're you're not gonna win anything shooting that bad from the field. Yeah. And it's just like I said I wish I was there. Unfortunately I had to watch it for my dorm like everyone else. Yeah. Except for you, John. Yep. <laughs> just that whole game you could just feel it as soon as like tip off happened you're like okay yeah like this is what's gonna happen i think that was last year that was a statement game uh yeah sophia did have 24 with six threes six of seven from three point land man (laughs) what a game sam underhill also had 22 that gets that gets forgotten about but she had one of her best games ever right in a trying uniform um that was really a statement game I mean, they came off of the loss to Hope a week earlier. Mm-hmm. A week earlier? Yeah, I think a week earlier. I believe so, yeah. I don't know. February to March really kind of screws with screws with you. <laughs> yeah. February is a dumb month, even though that's the month I was born in. Um, but losing to Hope in a really close game, in a game that they should have won, arguably should have won, yeah. made some mistakes down the stretch, but then they went and played a really tough Albion team and one by eight. And so going into yeah, that the, was a tough game. Yeah, that was a really tough game on the road. And then so going into the tournament, it's kind of like okay, we have Olivet, but a game, obviously at that point in the season that you can't overlook, mm-hmm. just because March is when the crazy stuff happens. And they went out and they made a statement, scoring 103 points, only giving up 31. I mean, it was just. It was an incredible performance, and then they really carried that into the Albion game, which they won by 16. Yeah. 16. Yeah, math. I'm not good at math. but <laughs> So that was, you know, they had to make a statement in that game, and they did. And I think, obviously, right now, don't necessarily need to make that statement win, but you still, now we're into conference play. It's a game you can't overlook. Yeah. And a game that... We both know that Coach Rang won't let them overlook. Absolutely not. And uh, shout out to Coach Rang, by the way. He just joined Twitter, so uh, give. Oh, him. did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's one. That's got to go hit the follow button. Yeah, that's, on that one. yeah, it's a go-to follow right there. But um, yeah, it's just conference, man. It's just whole different ball game at this point. It's just yeah. it's two completely different games, honestly. Yeah, I think you're a hundred percent right. It's just there's there's non-conference season, which is important to an extent it's it's important to get the tune-ups and to win just some get ready. win some big games too you play some you right schedule some tough opponents in the non-conference part portion of your schedule you still have to win them but getting into conference play is really when teams elevate their standard of play and i mean this team i feel like the standard every game is to win and we see that every game well, the, on the effort level, but yeah, one conference is just a completely different beast because everything's at stake. Yeah, because in a normal year, I know last year was different. You don't have every single team in a conference tournament, right? 
or do you? Okay, sure. So there's a line to get into the conference tournament. You also need to have you need to do good in conference if you want to get an at-large bid into a tournament. And then once you're in the conference tournament, you need to win out to get an automatic. Right. To keep going. So yeah. it's always just this is what's the most imperative part to the rest of the season. Yeah, this is this is the the real season. Yeah. That's what I always think of when I think of between conference and non-conference and basketball. Whatever happens in non-conference happens. Mm-hmm. But once you get into conference play, that is the real season. That is when you need to be at your best every single game for the whole whole time, the whole 40 minutes. Yeah, there's a reason why they count the record in conference. It's just too important. So with that, uh, talk about who's going to be on the game. Who's uh, going to be on that game, Drew? Yeah. Well... Why don't you tell the people who's going to be on that game? For the last time. The cor- last. According to my calculations, the, the last, last time. Unless I get hit by a meteor in the next week and a half. Okay. And, <laughs> and survive and fail classes. Okay. The, the last. I, was, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> I didn't either. I just kind of started talking. I was like, all right. No, that, um, yeah, the last time. The last game. That'll be the last game. It's going to be a fun one. Ah, uh, yeah. Just always love covering this team, and uh, it's gonna be one heck of a ride. We're gonna we're gonna make it fun. Oh yeah, I mean we Warriors. always do. That's the one thing we're gonna we can guarantee every every time there's trying anything on, which I can't wait to hear you talk about the hockey game we watched. Oh, or we commentated. Man, <laughs> that was so much fun. But um. Yeah, the one thing that we can guarantee you when you and I get on the mic is it's going to be a good time, and it's going to be like we're sitting right there in your living room with you talking about the game. Yep. And it's <sighs> selfishly, I'm going to say it's one that if you can't attend in person, you definitely should watch on the Trine Broadcasting Network because, you know, it's going to be a good one. Yep, always just go on the FLEX website, go to the calendar. There will be a video link right there where you can – listen and watch you can watch the game and listen john and i come up with our opinions on what's happening in the game yeah it's a great job we have honestly. it is it's the best in the world i can't picture myself doing anything else other than running my mouth for a living <laughs> after doing it after doing it for the past you know the past however many years i've been here right math's hard i can't do it <laughs> we're not a math bot no, it's all no. right february screws me up and so does year-to-year stuff so so yeah with with that tune in (laughs) to the to the women's game saturday at three yep or after the men's basketball game yes which we will now hop into (laughs) men's team's got a huge schedule coming up this week believe heidelberg that by wednesday number 23 in the country are you looking at the d3 hoops i believe so standings it's usually the one i go off of yeah and I know Wisconsin lacrosse is 12, who we play on Saturday. But I will have to make sure on Heidelberg. Correction, Heidelberg's getting votes. I had heard through the grapevine that they were ranked, but I guess not. That's they might as well be ranked if they're getting votes. Yeah, they're I getting mean, votes. I mean, they got nine of them. So. Yeah, that's a team that – that's a tough matchup. That's going to be a tough matchup. And they played – against some teams that we have also played against this year, and they won by quite sizable margins. Margins? Mar- yeah. Margins. You got it? Why did that sound so weird? I don't know. I hate when that happens. Anywho, um, I mean, they're, they're in the same conference as both Mount Union and Baldwin-Wallace, and they smacked them, really. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Uh, they they won 92 to 59 against Baldwin Wallace and then 91 to 72 against Mount Union, which obviously it's hard to string together three three games like that. Mm-hmm. But this is a team that obviously can't. Well, you can't overlook anybody. We talk about it enough to, right. that everybody should know. But it's going to be a tough matchup for the men. And the only other team, well, they they played Mount St. Joseph and beat them 82 68 also. So what I was about to say was going to be a lie, but. The other team (laughs) 
that they've played besides those three that we also play and that we know very well it was Albion and they beat them by four. So going into that rough and tumble MIAA style of basketball, much closer game, but on a hot streak, it's tough to beat those teams that are in a hot streak playing that well, playing offense that well. But I think the, the defense from the men's, our men's team is game changing. And it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be another you know another one of those heavyweight bouts that we saw. The only thing that I think that could be changed for our defense in this game, probably don't try to go for as much gambles and steals. We see it sometimes where where Zeka or Bowman they'll try and they'll get out in the lane a little bit and then just get a back cut. But usually everyone's there. But against a team like this. I would probably hold back on that a little bit, just stay solid. Because even our defense stays solid, it's just as good as anyone anywhere else in the country. Yeah, that's where I would argue the opposite. Okay. And say just keep doing what we're doing. That, yeah, that's true. On the defensive side, because it has been so successful. And, I mean, it's just like what Bowman talked about at both after the game when we interviewed him against Baldwin Wallace and on the podcast. This team knows themselves really well as a whole and they know having played together for so long they know what they're gonna do every possession so I think you know don't change a thing keep playing aggressively and knowing that you have a Brent Cox or a Mitchell Geller or Emmanuel Magnanglo underneath the basket to help yeah that's true and alongside with you know Bryce that'll come out of nowhere and take a charge. Connor Jones, that'll come out of nowhere and take a charge. You know, Aiden, Nick, everybody. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you change a thing. I think that you can really shake a team up that's been doing well offensively. You can take them and shake them up playing that brand of defense. Yeah. I say I, I get to see it going either way, but I feel like if we get one slip up on that, you're going to have to go solid because this team can score the ball. Right. Well, I mean, and when we're shooting the ball well, we can too. And I think right. that's that's something that we've kind of forgotten about with how bad we've struggled from three this year at times. Again, just like the women's team, they've also had their struggles from deep. But this is a team that it only takes one or two shots, and then the floodgates can open. Right. And we've seen that a couple times, but, you know, 33% from deep, the number that as the season will go on will increase, but I think that's one thing tomorrow. That's the tomorrow game. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Whew, I got that one. Yay, go me. Um, you know, that's one thing that would obviously benefit this team, but you know, I'm still putting all my chips on blue no matter what. Oh, with 100%. This, with this group of guys, you can't you can't go against them. No, you absolutely cannot. And just Cannot wait to see what happens tomorrow. John, you're going to be in the stands. Yep, I will. I will be in the uh, broadcasting booth doing cameras. Yep, I'll probably lose my voice tomorrow night. Well, that's all right, because we record today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, boy, if I could I could tell some stories about... You could hear them early, early, early episodes of the podcast. <laughs> you could tell that we recorded on Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'd go watch the men's games on Wednesdays and lose my voice back in the old days. Right. Down in the depths of Taylor Hall. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but then Saturday, hopefully I'm recuperated. Right. Obviously for the Olivet game, but also taking on Wisconsin lacrosse mm-hmm. in the back half of this week's doubleheader against super good teams on the men's side, mm-hmm. which they're number 12. I believe oh, so. Oh, no, here we go again. No, they're they're 13, 13. in the D3 okay. hoops rankings this week. And we're 16, so only three spots behind them. But this is a team, they've played two really good teams. They've played number four, Wisconsin Platteville, Plateville, Platteville, Plateville, sure. whatever. They're number four in the nation. And then they've played... Wisconsin Oshkosh, which is number 10. So a really a tough stretch for them also. They're 0-2 in this stretch. Obviously, they're going to want to flip 
their fortunes around playing against another ranked team. Right. And we're looking to continue our momentum from playing, I'd say, pretty well. Not up to our potential yet this year just because of the struggles from three. But getting there, making the right strides in the right directions. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, MTI, tough place to play in. Honestly, if the crowd's into it, it's it's very, very tough. We've seen that in the uh, Benedictine game, and just crowd is in it, man. It's it's a tough one if you're Wisconsin lacrosse. Yeah, and we saw a big time in the Baldwin-Wallace game, too. I mean, crowd was pumped there for a little bit, and that's when the thunder started rolling. And, yep. you know, you really can't understate. If you're not in the environment – and you only watch games on TV, you never really get a feel for it. But once you're in that loud and crazy environment, then it really, you really start to understand how the momentum shifts go in the game. And we saw that, obviously, against Baldwin-Wallace. And as announcers, we try to make it as tangible for you as possible. Right. But the energy from the crowd can change a game. Oh, 100%. That Baldwin-Wallace game, I'll use it as an example, struggled there for a little bit, and then Bowman has a dunk to get the crowd going in the second half. I think it was in the second half. I believe so. And the crowd, which had not really been that into it, starts to get turned up a little bit, and then there's another defensive stop, and then another defensive stop, and the crowd gets louder and louder and louder. Um, The hockey game last Saturday, (laughs) which or Friday, last Friday, which you'll talk about. In a little bit. Yeah. Same situation, you know. Energy was really good for the first five, ten minutes of the period, and then it kind of died off, and Marion scores two goals. And then we put one in the back of the net, and it's just like that. Everything's – the energy is right back, and you see how quickly the Thunder got back into that hockey game. So I think the crowd is going to play a huge part on Saturday, and hopefully that place is – Jam packed and tomorrow. I forgot about tomorrow. Yep. But tomorrow and Saturday. I'll be there tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Hooting and hollering and sitting front row. Say, so if I'm not working, I'm in MTI either way. So. Yeah. I, you, you can't not be an MTI, I think, just with how good the environment is in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just, you're missing out, plain and, and simple. And also how good the teams are. Like, which I mean, we, we talked about a lot, but. It's the truth, you know. You get to you get to know some of these guys. I've had classes with Reese since he came here as a freshman. Mm. Become friends with them. You find out how good of people they are off the court. Obviously, they're awesome on the court, but that's what really makes you want to go and support them is because they're also, you know, they're good in the community yeah. and, you know, with their peers and all that stuff. And it just makes it even that much more incredible to go and support them and they support other sports too. I mean, I saw them at see these guys everywhere. You see them at football games. Mm-hmm. You see them, you see them at all the women's games and you know where they're sitting at all the women's games. Yeah. Front row. Front row. And I think yeah, I think what the students seeing that now um and the same thing for the women. They're always at the men's games and yep. they're always sitting front row. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's really helped the students realize that going to the games and making it they can make an impact too being in the stands and you're just straight up doing yourself a disservice if you don't go so yeah because how often do you have does one school have both basketball teams start out in the top 10 maybe I, I maybe UConn yeah <laughs> maybe back in, the, back in the day maybe when, UConn. like Mecca Okafor was there probably yeah <laughs> yeah well, yeah they were Shabazz Napier that year too, his oh, senior yeah. year when they won the national championship. I think the women's team also won the national championship in basketball, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. They both started out relatively high in the standings. But that's D one. I mean yeah. how many times at the D three school are you gonna see it? I um, I don't think very often. Not often. So um pretty special place we've got here. Yeah, it's just it's the best facility that I've seen in d3 and i mean i haven't gone to that many other places but just watching games it's definitely a1 top tier number one if anyone else wants to uh, we'll fight you we'll just yeah, straight we'll, up throw hands i don't care <laughs> yeah like please comment and tell us and then we will 
gladly defend MTI. Twitter DMs are open. <laughs> they indeed are. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignore whatever I'm saying at this point. It's, it's not even. <laughs> so with that, John, uh, Saturday in the first part of the doubleheader, you and Ben Wangard on the call, and then I will sub in for Ben for the women's game. Yes, sir. Gonna be an unbelievable call tomorrow for Wednesday. Andy Brown, Ben Wanger on the call. Gonna be a hell. Gonna be a lot of fun. And then with that, I think you can get away with what you wanted to say there. Is there anything else? Um, if you see me in the stands, come say hi. With that, we promised you a special surprise, and we will deliver on that. Please enjoy this interview with women's basketball team member. Tara Benovich, take it away. All-time three-point leader also. Don't forget. Yes, sir. Now it's time for a special interview with um, preseason third-team All-American member, uh, three-point record-setting player that Nick Bowman called a certified bucket, Tara Benovich. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And so, um, well, yeah, talking about the record, you're, I mean, obviously your cash money from three. I mean, there's no question <laughs> about that. But what is it like to have your name in the record books forever now? It's truly an honor. What's funny about it is I had no clue. Like, I was even close to this record. Like, no idea. And we went to Benedictine to play. And after the game, Kelsey came up to me and she was like, yeah, Tara. I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you just, you just beat that record. And I was like, what record are you talking about? She was like, actually, I knew about it, like, before the game. But she was like, I didn't want to tell you because – I didn't want to get in your head about shooting. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Kelsey. I appreciate that. And, yeah, and then everybody was just congratulating me, and I saw it on Twitter after, and I was like, wow, I had no idea I was even close to this. I was going to say, I, when I saw it, I wasn't surprised, but I honestly <laughs> didn't know if anyone was close or not. Yeah. And that was, that was a really weird Benedictine game. Yeah, it was. Just, I don't know what was weird about it. It was just <laughs> weird. We got there later than we wanted to. Like, we usually like to have an hour warm-up. And the Chicago traffic was unreal that day. <laughs> so we got there a little later, and we, we had, like, a 35-minute warm-up. So I, th- I think from there we were just, like, a little off. Okay. Because I, I was like, yeah. man, something is not right. I didn't know what. <laughs> yeah, traffic. Traffic will get you every time. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Went on a field trip to Chicago this year. No. Oh, my God. Getting out of there is just awful, yeah. especially if it was, like, 930. Mm-hmm. It was terrible on a Friday. <laughs> so... Third team preseason All-American. You were second team All-Region last year. Uh, What is it like to get all this national recognition? Like, we see Nick Bowman getting All-American nods, but honestly, it's something that a lot of people don't look for, especially at this school. Yeah, it's it's huge. I'm so thankful for it, but, like, I couldn't do it without the team. Um, You know, it's not even just this year's team. It's teams in the past. Uh, We've had success as a program here, and – Without that team success, you can't look at people individually. Like you have to, you have to be a team that can be able to go far to get these kind of recognition. This kind of recognition, and it's something I'm very thankful for. I've been thankful for it my time here, and the people I've been able to play with have been a huge part of this. So I'm so thankful for that. With the team, what is it like over the past two years mm-hmm. since I've been here? You've only lost three players. Yep. So what is that like having the a good amount of turnover year to year. Yeah, it's huge because you build that chemistry. When you're able to play with people, like, for at least two years or more, you you build that connection, you build that togetherness. And, you know, my our, our class of seniors, there's six of us this year now, and we've been playing together for four years, so that helps. We have that, like, older group that can, you know, mentor our freshmen and also uh, – work with each other, make each other better. So that's been a, it's been a great group of girls to grow with. And, I, you know, we have a lot of talent uh, as in our underclassmen too. So a good group, like a, a group of, is there five of them? I'm trying to think. <laughs> i got to count them. <laughs> but it's still like a bigger group. It's not just bringing in one right. freshman. So they can work together and play together for years to come too. So this freshman class, like, in the minutes that they get in, they do really well. Mm-hmm. And I see that um, Brower and uh, – I cannot remember her right now, uh, number 15. Oh, Wagner. Yeah. Wagner, yeah. yeah. What, John? What? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I can tell they're going to be 
something special going on in the future. Yep. And on that, what is it like to have so much depth on this team to where we were talking about yesterday in a broadcast, you can go all out for like five minutes at a time and then mm-hmm. the next team comes in. Yeah, that's huge. It's what we need as a program to to really win these big games. Like uh, even the games now, it's nice to go in there. You can give 100%, but you'll also know that you're going to get a rest and you're, you're confident with the people going in. Like they're going to give them their best minutes. They're going to do what they can. And it's nice knowing that all the girls sitting bes- beside me, you know, we, we all know what we have to do, and we all know uh, we want to win, and we can – they all can play basketball. They, they have, like – they're getting the concept of, like, our, our fundamental skills, like our defense and offense, and that's good to see because it's something we do as a program and it's going to carry with them for four years. So seeing that they're getting those skills down and getting just the simple things that, you know, we have pride in as a program, is, it's great to see. Speaking on the defense um... – you guys hound after the ball. Like, I always say it's almost like you guys are just all junkyard dogs going after one raw steak. What goes in on the game plan for all your defensive things? Because you guys read everything so well. Yeah, I have to give credit to our scout because we, we really take the time to break down each player, you know, talk about their tendencies. Our coaches do a great job of providing us with that information. So it's nice to, when you go into a game and you're confident that, the person you're going to be guarding or the person you might switch on to, you know their tendencies, and that helps us big time. Uh, I got to give a shout-out to Rachel because I swear she knows where the ball's going. Like <laughs> Defensive player of the year. Yeah. It's Defensive insane. player of the year. Yep. Should be two-time, but yeah, we won't get into it. She literally knows where that ball is going, and it is amazing to see how many steals she gets a game, how many blocks she gets. Like She just makes things happen on the defensive end. So I've been saying I want to – I know the SIDs won't do it, but I want to see how many tips everyone yeah. gets on the team. Yeah. And you know Rachel Stewart's leading by a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just for sure. Unbelievable. And how she's like seventh or eighth off the bench in some games. Mm-hmm. How just unbelievable. And I actually have a book. It's in my dorm, actually, for Hoosier basketball. Mm-hmm. And she was first team All-State. And now she's a role player yeah. trying. I'm like, that's insane to uh-huh. me. It is. Uh, going back to... Talking about freshman classes coming in your class, obviously you guys are seniors now, but coming in four years ago, you, Kayla Wildman, Kaylee Argyle, uh, Kelsey Taylor, Rachel Stewart, that class is just absolutely loaded, and you guys got to learn from some of the best in trying history. I mean, Katie Steers, Brandy Dawson, we're talking about legends. Not that, Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are going to be legends too when you leave, but... (laughs) How was it coming in, and Montana Martin also, we talked about her before the show. Yep. What's it like coming in and learning from people like that that are so highly revered, and, I mean, you guys are going to be spoken of in the same breath as them when you guys leave too, being superstars in your own right? Yeah, it was an honor being, like, being a freshman when having them as upperclassmen for us. Like, I was nervous going into practice, I'm not going to lie, as a freshman, because they were intimidating. They put you in your place if you were, you know, if you were messing up, but that's what we needed as freshmen, like, we needed to be put in our place. We needed to have expectations for ourselves and as a team. So, you know, having them mentoring us, they they were hard on us, but they were also our biggest their big, our biggest supporters. Like, they were cheering us on. They wanted us to do well. And having such legends, Brandy, all the all the um, accomplishments she had, and then Katie Steers, I got to play with her a couple years, which was awesome. So having the, having those kinds of people to look up to was amazing, and I've learned a lot. So I unfortunately missed out on Brandy Dawson, but I got the <laughs> senior year of Katie Steers, and that was enough for me. I was yeah. like, good Lord. She was just – she was one of those players where she didn't have to score 10-plus mm-hmm. a night. She would get two steals, a ton of assists. And she just it would did be, it'd be literally enough. everything. Yeah. She, she would have at least a two in every stat line, I swear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In every single box was checked, steals, blocks. Turnovers were usually a zero, yep. but right. like assists, rebound. I mean, she just she literally did everything. It was incredible to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say, or I know it happened early November, but what was it like going into Hankel Fieldhouse to play Butler in that exhibition game and only losing by seven? Yeah, that was a great experience. We played them my freshman year, and I think we lost by thirty something. But that was still an experience. But having this type of experience where you only lose by seven to a D1 team, like we were all taking pictures of the scoreboard saying, we count this as a dub because we were happy. We only lost by seven to a Division One team that is in the Big East Conference. Like, 
Uh, so that was something we were very proud of. We were able to learn a lot from that game. I think it gave us some confidence, too. We were like, okay, we can, we can do things this year. Um, but that gym is just unreal. It's, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Playing on that, it's like it's a whole new level. Like, I love, we have the greatest gym here, MTI, too. But, oh, yeah. You know, Hinkle special (laughs) it's it's up there a lot of history there yeah so with that confidence you go into a 60 point victory over kenyon week Mm -hmm. one for day one and then 88 to 42 went over denison what was that opening weekend like bringing the fans back in the mti yeah Yeah, that's we had a lot of confidence coming off butler and then being able to play in our home arena with fans it was just like we were on cloud nine (laughs) we were ready we were I think like our adrenaline was at a whole new level. We were just excited to have people in the gym. We we had a really good crowd too, and you know it just led to us playing well and getting two solid wins that we needed. So I was, those were fun games to watch. <laughs> I mean, I was broadcasting the whole time, and it was still like you would just have fun watching it, and even though you're doing your job, you're like it's still unbelievable <laughs> to see a sixty point dub like that. Yeah, and then a weird, almost like two. Two and a half weeks of on the road. It was a very depressing time for me because there was no basketball on MTI. <laughs> but just what is it like to go on the road for a long stretch like that? And hopefully you won't be doing that again. Yeah, I think that was the longest stretch I've had here at Trine. Um, and especially, you know, traveling eight hours to Wisconsin. You don't think Wisconsin's that far, but I guess we were like all the way on the other side of Wisconsin. So that eight hour trip, it was a long one. Um even Chicago, just because we hit so much traffic, it just felt like a longer trip than it needed to be. But, um, you know, it's part of being able to play basketball. Those road trips are fun still. We, we make them fun as a team, uh, and we, we get closer as a team too. So it's a lot of bonding, and that helps us big time. And, yeah, even though it's, there's some long trips, they're totally worth it with this group. So, um. Big question I'd like to ask. Conference play started last night. Mm-hmm. Got to talk about the last two years losing the conference out to Hope after winning it your freshman year. Obviously, those games, I'm assuming there's going to be three of them this year. They're, they've all got to be circled on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a team that obviously you guys and them both extremely talented, bringing a lot of players back. Is that the number – that's got to be the number one goal, I think, for the years to beat Hope. Yeah, for sure. Just, you know, they, they're number one team in the nation. It's, a, it's cool that we get to play them, though, because they're in our conference. So not many teams get to play the number one team in the nation. And it's definitely a goal for us. We, we want to take them down if we, if we, if we can. But um, if we just have to bring our best game, they're, they're a great basketball uh, team. So if we can bring our best game and, you know, we're all focused uh, – we can beat them, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we saw that last year in the the regular season home second game, game at yep. home. Um, the game was awesome. That was game of the year, <sighs> hands down, no doubt about it. Wish we could have came out on the winning side. Obviously, yep. I know you, being on the team, think the same way, but that's you have to learn a lot from a game like that. And then, obviously, the championship game also that you can carry over into this year with so many of their players returning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just about limiting those mistakes if we – you know, there's there's room for some of them, but with good teams like that, you have to try and limit them. Yeah, that just that game, that home game was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I really hated watching it from my dorm. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a really good seat. Yeah, I had a really yeah. good seat. Best seat in the house. One of them. <laughs> but with hope, they're bringing back how many players did they bring back with the COVID year? I feel like they brought back everybody. It's what it feels like. And it feels like they've all been there forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, I'm sure, obviously, she can attest to this, but <laughs> she's also been here forever. So, <laughs> Yeah, um, I know they brought back three starters. Man. So. It's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. But, you know, we we brought back four starters. Right, yep. So, yeah, and four starters in our bench. We've talked about it on a bunch of broadcasts. Bench could, yep. they could start at every school in the MIAA. Yeah. So. Yep. I think I can't wait. To, I can't wait to watch that game. <laughs> I'm so pumped. It'll but be a fun one. I already mentioned it, Tara. It's not. It's during winter break. What are we doing? The home game, at least. What are we I doing? Might, I might come back. I don't know. I'm not paying the state. 
That's that would be worth it, Drew. Get over yourself. It's just <laughs> have money. Have you seen the price they have on staying in your room for an extra couple weeks? No. Uh, it's just don't tell them you're here. It's fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, speaking of forcing mistakes, Drew touched on it defensively. You guys all over the place defensively. Obviously, high price on turnovers mm-hmm. and not committing them. What just what's your what's your favorite part about playing defense? I would say, let's see, um, being in the right spot because I trust we can trust one another that they're also going to be in the right spot. So we've uh, really prioritized being in gaps, being in help, and uh, you know not getting back cut stuff like that. So staying in front, also keeping the staying. Uh, keeping the offensive player right in front of you, you know, not letting them drive past you, giving them an open lane. So knowing that I can be in help side to help, like, let's say KT down there if she if she needs it, and knowing that my girl, knowing that somebody on my team will have my girl's help if I need it. You know, just we can all we work on it, being gaps, being in help, and you know we all rotate. Knowing that uh, everybody's gonna have each other's back is huge, and I lo- I love that about this team. I guess some of that has to do with coaching. So what's it like playing for a guy like Coach Rang? Just having him on the sideline, I feel like obviously a huge boost. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like having a sixth person out on the floor. And if you count Coach Hoffman, it's like having seven. Yep. Um, they're just – it feels like they're right there out on the court with you guys. And what's what's that like? And how how beneficial is that, being on the court, having those extra voices? Yeah, it's huge. Especially I love how hyped they get on defense. Like if we get a steal – they're more excited about the steal than, you know, hitting a layup. Like, honestly, they're, they're so – they have so much pride in defense, and they know that because what we've built in this program, not just this year but years in the past, you know, those teams in the past have really gave us a good expectation of where we should be on defense, and, and they built that for us. So now it's just like they were coaching it, so they just know they have to carry it over into this season. And – I love seeing how hyped they get about blocks, you know, all those kinds of defensive stats. Say <laughs> so, Hoffman is insane <laughs> with just how he calls out everything. Like they are they're not even crossing half court yet and he's telling you everything. Right. And I'm like, we talked about it's like, do they sleep? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Like we swear, like they probably just if they do sleep, it's for like a half hour every three days. Yeah. And the rest is just watching, watching film. film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can call the plays. So we know where we have to be. Like yeah. he'll, he'll be calling this is backdoor play. You know, then you know there's a backdoor cut some, coming somewhere. So. Right, and then I saw one on a baseline out of bounds play. It was like quadruple screens. He's like switch the second screen, stay on the rest. I'm like, what are you? What is going on? Yeah, yeah. That, exactly what happens. That happened. Get a turnover. That happened during the Hope game last year. He's like, hey, they're running this play, and their coach just like looked down, like, what the <laughs> heck, dude? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it, it's incredible to sit there and be able to obviously watch you guys do what you do, but then to hear them also calling out everything, it's just like this team is just bonkers. It's like, I imagine it's like watching the Spurs. And we, <laughs> I mean, again, that's another thing we talk about all the time. You guys are like the Spurs. And just, everybody does their job and they do it so well, and it's what makes this team so much fun to watch and so hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah, it's just every time I look out there, I'm like, I don't know how – because if you make one mistake against you guys, it's essentially over at that point. You can't. You have to have almost a perfect game to beat you guys. So what is that like to have that willpower to be like, hey, one screw up, we're going to take advantage of this? Yeah, that's what we want to do. You know, when we're going to take advantage of every mistake out there, and then trying to limit our mistakes too. Um, yeah, but I think it's just because we cause so many turnovers on defense that helps us, and then it gives you know us the opportunity to score off those mistakes and do other things off of them. So yesterday's game points off turnovers was insane. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Just <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna talk about. I was working camera last night and uh and they got within I think five. Okay. And Coach Rang calls a timeout. And then next thing I know, I look up at the scoreboard and it's twenty. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. It's like what just happened? Like it was a five point game. But it was it was just a turnover and a capitalization, and then that pretty much just crushed their will. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, as as an opposing team, knowing if you make one mistake, a team can capitalize off of it and then just keep rolling. Um, it's it's got to be frustrating to play against, I would imagine. Yeah. And then even if you guys were missed, you guys had 20, 22 offensive rebounds yesterday mm-hmm. and led and led in rebounding by twenty overall. It's just 
18 second chance points. There's nothing you can do to where, to where it's just, I don't, I really don't know how to say it. It's just nothing you can do to stop you guys, honestly. <laughs> yeah. There's just, we're, we had some, a lot of missed shots yesterday, which was a little yeah, different. A lot of easy ones. Yeah. Too. Easy ones. It's just, I think it was more just timing, like yeah. just taking your time with it. But if we were able to crash the boards and get those second chances, yeah. it works out. So. Yeah, which yeah, it tough. canceled it out overall. But I, I was like, man, that's going to get fixed by, I don't know, probably tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be working on layups tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember a couple years ago when COVID hit and you guys were out. Um, Massachusetts? Massa- Massachusetts, Maine. Maine, yep. Maine. Something like that for the tournament. And then everything got shut down and you guys were, you guys were set up for a long, long run that – what was that in this? I want to say it was in like the Sweet 16 or something. Yep, it was, mm-hmm. yep. You guys were set up to go really deep. And I think obviously still prime, pretty much the same team at this point. And again, that's that experience has to be invaluable going out to that. And obviously, obviously it got cut short, but being set up for the deep run and again, having an opportunity this year to do much the same. Yep. I mean, it's it's really stunk that it got taken away from us sophomore year, but you know. Uh, hopefully COVID won't hit again this year and the tournament will go all well. <laughs> so I still haven't seen the, like having a full tournament being played out because mm-hmm. last year, obviously got canceled for yeah. honestly no reason. I don't know why everyone else was doing it. I agree. But, you know, I'll make a call to Indianapolis about that, <laughs> but it'll cause some chaos. Yeah. Mark Emmer's going to know my name after, but um, John, do we have uh, anything else for Tara? Uh, no, I'd just like to say thank you. Yes, thank you um, so much. You're a lot nicer than the football guys are, <laughs> considering like two of them blew us off. Um, and we talk about it all the time. Such great, as, as great of players as you guys are on the court, even better people off the court. And uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. You guys do a great job. And trust me, we're all, all every team is thankful for you guys. So we're, thank you for all you do. You guys make our job easy, <laughs> just because so easy to just talk about. Win, 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 yeah. win, win, win all the <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, for the most part. All right, so you guys, you got Calvin Saturday. Yes, that'll be a big game. Finally back in full swing at MIAA conference play. So excited for that. It's going to get hot and heavy coming in here, and it's going to be really fun. Thank you for being here. Big thank you to Tara for coming in for the interview. That was awesome. Great interview, great person great player cannot wait to see what she does the rest of the season with this great team that we have here uh thank you for jacob for coming and talk about hockey as always and thank you for john coming and talk about basketball with me uh next week is our last episode of the semester as it will be finals week but we will still deliver you an episode next week just want to thank you for listening be sure to follow everyone on twitter at storm center pod uh, I am at DEverhard00. John is the real John K underscore. Jacob is at Nelson0973. And Tara is at Tara Benovich. So I want to thank you for listening so much. We're almost done here with this uh, semester. Got a lot of sports coming your way, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.